The thing that might drive you the most nuts about this team, and there's plenty, is that even their inconsistencies come with inconsistency. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates. The Penguins are coming off. Uh, I mean, how would you categorize that? You know, it was a road trip that had a chance to be pretty uplifting. And then not only do they lose to the Panthers in Sunrise to finish it off, but they lay another one of those eggs. You know, one of those, they looked like they didn't even care. They didn't show up. It, 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 it comes across as if they're not at all invested not only in what they do, but also what they say about what they do. This was Mike Sullivan after that. Well, we'd like to think we'd like to think we learned through through the experiences. You know, the the stakes get higher with every game that that uh, we we get under our belt. By nature, of having less games, uh, they take on more meaning. So we're in we're in a fight here to make the playoffs, and every game is going to be a high stakes uh, game. We got to bring the urgency. Uh, we got to bring the attention to detail, and uh, you know more consistently. I just I just didn't think we had it. Tonight. I mean, good for him for calling it out, but at the same time, you know, it's on him as well. He's not an exception. And it only adds to this really muddy, broader picture. Because for a month, these guys can have the best power play in the league. Then they can have the worst power play you've ever seen. They can lead the NHL in penalty killing and then just give up a ton of goals. They can have one offensive explosion after another and then misfire or have everything blocked or not even try to shoot the hockey puck for several games at a time. Same thing goes for the other direction. They can prevent goals. They can look crazy efficient at defending. And then they can look like they've never even tried it before. Now, the one that everybody's been pouncing on of late, and it's easy, and I've done it, and anyone who has done it has been completely correct, and that's the goaltending, because this team has an elite winning percentage when Tristan Jari's in net, and they're one of the worst teams in the world when they have Casey DeSmith in net. And that's not all about the goaltending. There's also all kinds of metrics to support that they actually play a, a more sound, structured game in front of Tristan Jari, and they do the exact opposite in front of Casey DeSmith, which might seem the opposite of what you'd expect under those circumstances. To me, that one's a simple explanation. The Penguins feel like they're in every game that Jari plays, so they will battle for every inch of the ice. Whereas with DeSmith... You know that you have to try something extra. You have to do a little bit more than you normally would. And as youth hockey coaches love to say to the children they're teaching, if we've got one person out of position and you go over to cover for them, now how many people do we have out of position? That's beautiful, by the way. Coach tells you that once and it's just seared into your brain. 
So what do you do about this? You're way past the stage of even daydreaming about some total transfusion of the roster. And on top of that, the trade deadline has come and gone. Well, here's my suggestion, because there's a pretty significant new arrival in the fold, and he'll be with the team at practice beginning today at 11 a.m., and that's Dmitry Kulikov. Uh, Kulikov is a guy who has built his NHL career on being sturdy and dependable defensively almost to a dull extreme, which is exactly what this team needs. They need a whole lot of boring. They need a whole lot of somebody can be put on the ice the final minute of a period or the first minute of a period when this team very clearly lapses into who knows what and gives up half of everything that they give up. Kulikov can be someone who settles that down. He can at least contribute to it. Nick Bonino can be someone who settles that down or at least contributes to it. I'm not going to throw Michael Granlin into that mix because I don't consider him to be a great defender by any stretch, but I'll take him over some of what he's already replaced in that context among the bottom six. He'll at least not humiliate you out there in those situations. But where Kulikov is concerned specifically, there is one big move to be made because Kulikov goes in and somebody's got to come out. Now, you know and I know and everybody knows that it's going to be P.O. Joseph because that's just the most Sullivan slash Penguins thing conceivable. They're not going to ask Brian Dumoulin to take a seat. They'd be crazy to ask Marcus Pedersen to take a seat. Whereas P.O. is still just the new guy and just someone who, you know, wasn't even seen as being, I don't know, really even a cemented NHL player until a handful of months ago. So it's going to be P.O. Just take it to the bank right now. In fact, lay everything you've got on P.O. And here's the thing. You can make a real argument for it being P.O. If you just look at his performance, because he hasn't been really good for a while, he's had his moments and he'll do things occasionally that'll really stick out in your brain. And the fact that he's young and everything else makes makes it seem that much more attractive. But if you look at his overall game over the past couple months, you're not going to get super excited. And there isn't a team anywhere that would mind scratching him, except... If there's somebody who's been way worse all along, and he can't be touched, and that's Brian Dumoulin. He can't be touched. It's him, and it's Jeff Carter. Either of those two could turn around and start firing pucks into their own net, and nothing would be done about it. And even amid the entire third line, except for Carter being blown up, even Teddy Bluger, the one person on the roster who could have theoretically slid up to the third line and taken Carter's place, he's gone. Everyone was sent out except Carter. Now, I understand Carter, no movement clause, whatever else here, but I'm talking about just, you know, a healthy scratch. Nothing. Zero. And it won't happen to Dumoulin either, even though 
the acquisition and arrival of Kulikov right after one of those egg games would present the coaching staff and management with the perfect opportunity, not in a disrespectful way or whatever, just to say to Dumoulin, hey, we, you know, we're, we're going to try something different out here for a little while here. We got a defensive guy. We want to pair him with Chris Letang. Uh, see if we can get, you know, Tanger's metrics up a little bit. Get him a little bit more confident going into the offensive zone. We have some numbers that show that you're kind of dragging him down a little bit. None of this is going to happen. None of this is going to happen. I just completely wasted your time. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by Family Table, a local company that brings delicious food to busy families in our area. They offer family-style complete meals or a la carte items like lean proteins, perfect for muscle building and weight loss. They're delivered straight to your door. These meals only need to be reheated. No prep, no mess. If you're not local, gift cards are available for your Pittsburgh-based family and friends. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com and use the code DK20 to get 20% off and free delivery on your first order. Again, that's FamilyTablePGH.com. The code is DK20 to get 20% off. And today's J1Q comes from Alex, who says, DK, with these latest moves, how much more complicated does the offseason become? Tristan Jari needs an extension. Jason Zucker's a UFA. You need a new lefty defenseman. You need at least two new bottom six forwards. And now you've got less money to spend because you gave it up for a guy on the decline. How, how could Ron Hextall have screwed this up so badly? Well, Alex, the first way to answer that is that he did. He did. Um, Mikhail Granlund is a good hockey player. I don't have a problem with Granlund as a hockey player. Dmitry Kulikov, when he's not stuck being part of the worst defensive team in modern NHL history, is a good hockey player. It can be true that players are acquired who are good players, but within bad trades. The Grandland trade stands alone here as a bad trade. Why? Plain and simple. You walk into a Target, you get a box of Kleenex. You're happy with the Kleenex. It's very, very good Kleenex. Some of the best Kleenex around. But you paid 700 bucks for that box of Kleenex. Good Kleenex, bad trade. That's how I look at Granlund. And that's also why I can't stress this enough. I hope people lay off of him as a player and as a person as it relates to this. This is nothing other than the GM bungling it. And he did bungle it. And how it happened, you know, you can answer questions like this. In trying to get into the person's head and say, well, he maybe would have would have been thinking about this or that as it related to this specific circumstance, or he's aware that they're not going to do this or that going into the future. I'm sorry. I'm not willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not willing to say, uh, you know, they knew that 
they're they're never gonna sign Jari or they weren't gonna try to sign Jari or something something related to Zucker's health. They do have infinitely more information than any of us do, but I'm not willing to give him that benefit of the doubt because I don't believe that he's deserved it. I don't believe that when a GM watches Jared McCann break out right in front of his eyes in the uniform of his employer, and then he leaves that player unprotected in the expansion draft so that he can protect Jeff Carter and Teddy Bluger. This is not a GM who has earned anything in Pittsburgh, let alone the benefit of the doubt of a $5 million, wait, no, $15 million mistake. Because that's what Granlund is going to cost you on a cap hit. On top of that, you send them a second round pick, the Predators, and you don't even ask them to keep any of the money? You're going to come to me for something that's logical on that? I don't have it. You don't have it. He certainly doesn't have it. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 